The Simon Filer Podcast, giving authors a platform. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Fresh out of the studio with author, narrator, Jeannie Savage, who has spent the better part of nine hours recording her <laughs> fabulous book, The Strategic Bookkeeper. Uh, incredibly insightful information to level up your bookkeeping skills, but I can tell you to level up your business skills in a huge way. I have just learned so much. Thank you for joining me on my podcast today, Jeannie. Wonderful to have you here. Thank you so much, Simone. And I have loved working with you. I knew I would, and I have. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Well, ditto. I'm fangirling at the moment. Like, your book is so insightful. I'm, you know, I've jotted down notes and... You watch me, I'm going to boom from, from yeah, this. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, use it as a how-to guide. I'm going to send you a, a signed hard cover, a, oh. signed, a signed paperback as soon as they're out. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Yeah, because I do, I do, I imagine the paperback and I've made it like so that it's small enough because it's primarily for women, right? For the boys too, but primarily for the girls. Yeah. Um, I've made it so that they can throw it in like a bag. So you and I both love our little backpacks, our backpack, our handbag. But I want to see these books well worn, yeah, you know, written yeah. in like Harry Potter style. There's so <laughs> much stuff in there. There is so much stuff that you're thinking. Uh, there was a, a bit towards the end that we've just done today that I remember learning when I was very young in radio mm. about management. And, I, and it all came flooding back to me thinking, oh, my goodness, that's right, to do with teams and how you manage mm. your teams. I was like, oh, thank you so much, Jeannie. I'm so glad I heard this again today. It's, and it is often, I know how you feel, right, because I have managed and I have managed well. But sometimes when we have to put a new hat on, like the entrepreneur hat, right, yeah. suddenly <laughs> something we've done well before is harder because it's not the hat we're wearing. And I know in my practice when I wear the entrepreneur hat, I haven't always done well with the manager hat, you know. Yeah, it's juggling. Yeah, but then when I when I re-educated myself on what management truly was, right? So plan, organize, staff, direct, and control. Like, oh, it's so <laughs> focused. Unlike leadership, it's <laughs> yay. Let's just create visions and share them. That's, <laughs> that's, that's where you like to be. That's where I love to play. Um, but you know the. The plan, organised, staff, direct and control. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, sometimes I love to say, you know, if anyone ever pushes back on anything, I go, wait, wait, wait. These are the rules of the game. They're not my rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are the big picture rules, but you've got some really good rules of your own in this Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, my unique thought leadership, I think that's the thing. Sometimes, you know, there's that saying, there's nothing new under the sun. And often it's about... Uh, you know, we might know something, right? We know a principle. But when somebody can give you their spin, their sh- their thought leadership from their experience, and even better, if they can micro-niche it into your industry, which is what I've done in this book for bookkeepers, right? Yeah. Um, which you've identified. Absolutely, this is a great book, book for every business, especially service-based ones. Yeah. But yeah, you know, even if it's not new, it's funny how you can hear it 30 times and then somebody says it a different way. So true. And it all makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I've got some new stuff in there, right? EAPs, for example. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to read it twice. You do say, listen to it or read it twice yep. before you go back through it. EAPs, what was that again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the EAPs, I know, because there is a lot of... Yeah, oh, granted. I did write that down, I think, actually. Um, the Evergreen Advocacy Partnerships. Yes, that can transform 
any business. I was speaking to a, a friend uh, yesterday afternoon after we finished here. She said, oh, I just want a few marketing tips, Jeannie. And you know, straight away when we talked about her wanting to expand and relaunch her program, I thought partnerships, you know, yeah. um, the power of the partnership. And yeah, in the book, I talk about Evergreen Advocacy Partnerships. Uh, and this is about turbocharging a referral relationship. So if you've tried referral relationships, business networking, partnerships, every other name, and they haven't worked, have a look at my book and, and look for the Evergreen Advocacy Partnerships part because um, incredibly powerful. Yeah. yeah, and part of your IP. You're yeah. Ve- you're very clever coming up with, with that and, and how, you, <laughs> how you yeah talk about it in the book. It's like, oh, I'm doing this next. Yeah, right. <laughs> this so is we, next. Yeah, and you've probably heard of partnerships a million times. Yeah. Like, do partnerships, right? Do part- And we're like, yeah. And I think sometimes with that stuff, does it, like, do you ever feel like, Someone says to you something like, do partnerships, and you think it's like the emperor's new clothes. Like you nod and you go, yeah, yeah, but you're thinking, the emperor's naked. I can't see. I'm I'm just going to nod because I don't want to seem silly here, but I don't get this stuff. (laughs) And sometimes I just want to go, the emperor's naked. I don't get it. (laughs) And you should be able to just do that if you want. I mean, if you want to go to the next step with your, your partnerships, then you need to be able to say that. You do. You, you need do. to be able to say that. Yeah, like if someone says micro niche, right? I think rather than go, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. If you don't know what micro niche is, go. What, what the is hell that? is that? It's like you're speaking Latin to me. Right? Oh, that's a really good thing. Yeah, I agree with you. Need to ask questions because sometimes, you know, recording different authors. I work with people that use so many different ways that I've never heard. Of. Yeah, <laughs> what is that? Yes, yeah, and that's why I said everything has the meaning we give it. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but usually, if you're wondering, it's a bit like the emperor's new clothes. There's all these other people that the emperor is naked for as well, right? Very so true. Tons of people are nodding and looking serious and going, "Yeah, yeah." No one's do really that. good. At <laughs> and they're really thinking, "I have no effing idea of what you're talking about." We're all scratching our heads <laughs> with the one guy going, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> oh, Even when I talk about efficiency gains, I remember a time when I would have gone, "Like, yeah, yeah, I'm totally going to do that once I figure out what it is." You know. <laughs> I'm Googling that as soon as I get in the car. (laughs) Yeah. Hilarious. All right. So Evergreen Advocacy Partnerships is certainly one of the highlights of your book, one of the many. Um, There's also Advocacy Marketing and Kit Keep in Touch. (gasps) That's mine. I love it. So I I say say to my clients, hey, what's in your marketing kit, right? Because it stands for Keep in Touch Marketing. And I, I would say... Two of the most powerful marketing strategies in my book are absolutely EAPs, so evergreen advocacy partnerships, and I give you a structure, an agenda, scripts, everything, uh, and kit marketing. And do you know what? It's one of those things that it's like, dull. it's right in front of me. <laughs> Why am I not doing that? And, you know, in the book, I talk about the example of because it is easy for us to go, oh, I have to find a new client. What about all those people that know, like, and trust you and they used you once and maybe not keeping in touch with them? And I give an example of the car detailer, you know, that yeah. does a great job, but doesn't get in touch with you. I've got one right now. I can't find his number. <laughs> I've got to go back into my accounting file <laughs> and hunt for the time I had him. 
What if he just sent me a text message once a month, automated, that just said, hey, Jeannie, you know, yeah. still here if you need me. And then every month or two months or three months, I'd go, oh, hell yeah. And I'd just book, right? I really think this is important for the, you know, the small business because the, the big conglomerates do it. I mean, yes. when you're talking about our car yards, I'm going to use that. But the little guys don't. Yes. And it's really hard for me. I was thinking, what? Like, I should actually keep in touch with you. Yes! And you're thinking, oh, oh my goodness, that's so obvious, right? Yeah. I know, I know. But Even um, just to say g'day, because they might know other people that might need your service, you know. Yeah. And, and it's nice to hear from someone. I actually, very bizarre, because we, we recorded that um, chapter yesterday, and one of my beautiful authors, Russ Morgan, got in touch with me yesterday. He's Hopefully, he's got some good things in the offing with um, screenplays and whatnot. He's going to a, an expert. But he called me and I thought, that's that's so bizarre that I did that um, chapter yesterday. Yeah. And one of my authors is keeping in touch with me. That's the universe saying, keep in touch. Yeah, keep in. So kit marketing. So what's in your marketing kit? And another example of that. So um, I work, I've always worked with entrepreneurs strategically. And one of my entrepreneurs, like so many, they're like, Jeannie, I need business. I better go and do some Google AdWords, right? And then I, I go I go down this road where I show them, oh, my goodness, they're about to burn money in a fire. Um, <laughs> and, um, and then I say to him, hey, how about, how about you send all your database, yeah, a message that says like, hi, right? Like, how about <laughs> let's chuck our manners on and just say, hey, just, you know, reach, just want to say, hey, um, just check in, see how everything's going. In this case, air conditioning, right? So um, just see if you need a hand with anything. Immediately generated business, yeah? And another example, like this is why I call it manners marketing and it's actually fun. You know when if you're in services like us and you know when, uh, Simone, you think of someone that you know, right? So I had this client, let's call her Trudy. And I, you know, I love my clients. And so I think about them all the time. And I was thinking about Trudy and I thought, you know what? I've got Trudy up to date quite a few times and she always tries to do it herself. And then she falls behind and I visualize Trudy, right? She's a mum like me. Mm. She's trying to help her hubby in the family business. And I know what it's like, right? So I send Trudy a text message and I say, hey, Trudy, it's Jeannie. I was just actually thinking about you and I thought I'd reach out and just say, you know, are you you keeping up to date? Are you good? Are you, you know, and she was about a week later and she sent me a message and she said, you know what? Thank you so much. Thank you for just reaching out. And no, I'm not caught up. And yes, I do need help. Mm. You know, so I think some of the time what we focus on is we focus on sales and marketing, right? Don't focus on that. Focus on relationships yeah, yeah you know personal yeah because if you you're probably like me like you're you're going you're thinking about that all of your clients all the time i honestly i go to bed and i think about clients if a client calls me on a sunday i love it i'm like yay some people are like i've got boundaries i'm like so am i and i love talking to my clients yeah, me too. all the time my kids actually say you've got your new best friend now you don't yes. love us yes yes absolutely <laughs> if you love your clients and you think about them and you care for them and you worry about them why not tell them and one of the really easy ones is birthday and again it can feel really like oh is that salesy but you know if you say you're sending an automated email birthday message which again is nice manners but what i do is i send each one of my clients a bespoke birthday message because again i visualize them and i might say 
Um, hi, Tom. Happy birthday. I hope you're taking some time for yourself today because we know like business owners, <laughs> oh, hello, no. Working on their birthday. <laughs> yeah. um, and do you know once I had a client say, you know, thanks so much, Jeannie, your message meant a lot to me because mm. you never know what someone's going yeah, through. Yeah, that's so true. And everyone goes through something. Or, yes. You know, we all do. Yeah, yeah. But just keeping in touch with people is powerful. And as I say in my book, you want to use a combination of automated and non-automated yeah, yeah? and not too much you don't want to bombard like no and, spamming. And, and that's why i always have a reason or be giving them value an example might be let's say you listen to a podcast and you're like oh my goodness that podcast is going to change my business my life why wouldn't you share it with everyone so again rather than think sales and marketing imagine that you're like a mother hen <laughs> And you bring all your clients under your clucking wings like children. And now you want to nurture, you know what I mean? I've got the visuals to go. Yeah, I'm clucking here in the studio, right? And so bring them all in under my wings. And then it's like, these are my little chicks and I'm going to protect them. And I'm going to nurture them, feed them, right? So now I might send all the accountants on my database and all my clients and everyone else and say, hey, I just listened to this podcast and I just was bursting to share it because I found out that XYZ and I and I really think it might help you too. Anyway, hope you enjoy it. Mm. Chat soon. It is such a refreshing way to look at business, your whole book. Thank you. The Strategic Bookkeeper, I highly recommend. And there was one other thing, the value approach where yourself, I mean, I do the, the thing where I think, I hope, I don't know, actually my problem is, is that I, I'm time poor and I should post on social media more often. When I do, I probably think, I hope they like it, and then just go, but no, you've got to think, is it going to be valuable for them? I'm like, yeah. oh, that is such a refreshing way to look at it. Yeah, it, rev- it. it revolutionised everything for me. I learnt it off the amazing James Wedmore, uh, amazing, and he, yeah, it was him that told told me he doubled or tripled his profits in a year by by taking this approach so the value approach to content content being what you post online what comes out of your mouth like what i'm saying right now if i worried about whether you'd like it it would be so filtered and boring right if i worry only about giving you value one of you walking away going i just am going to email or or text message that client right so the value approach is don't worry about whether anyone's going to like what you say or write or post, yeah? Worry solely about the value that it could deliver or can deliver. And when you do that, two things happen. One, or a few things happen. One, your nerves calm, yeah? Yeah. yeah. You take two, away all self-judgment. Yes, you take away all self-judgment. Um, two, you, you become more passionate. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're helping people more. Yes, and then people can hear the passion. Suddenly, when, okay, one of the first times I did that in an email to the database, a friend contacted me and said, wow, that was the most you email. Oh, how good's that? Right, I've ever got, he was like, there was nothing businessy. There was, it was just like, it's Jeannie and she's telling us stuff. That's so sweet. So the value, I call it the value tool. And whenever I sit down, for example, to do a video proposal for a client, because you're thinking again, I've got to do it really professional and will they like it, right? I sit down, take a breath and I say, Jeannie, switch your value tool on. Yeah, this is about you delivering value to this person. 
And therefore, I have no hesitation in actually telling them what I genuinely recommend without it feeling, once again, salesy. Because we all cringe and back away from anything salesy. And to some extent, so we, so should we? Uh, so why not relabel it and be a solver or someone giving value and that kind of thing? Yeah, because that's what you're ultimately doing. I mean, you're not looking. You also talk about tasks that you're doing. You're being of service to others. If you start thinking about the money that you're making, you're not going to make any money. You've got to do it because you love it and because you're helping people and it's because your passion or your passion, it is your passion and you're passionate about it. And then maybe the dollars will look after themselves if you're doing that, you know, what you love doing. Yeah, it's true. Do you know the the, the profit, so the revenue and the profit and the cash will come from systems, right? So let's say you create a brilliant pricing strategy, yeah? yeah. And you have a really great keep in market keep in touch marketing strategy and system. So if you have brilliant strategies and systems, which is like a fence, right? That that creates a space for you to play in, the money will come because the strategy is there. Whereas let's say you go to market and get a whole lot of clients, yeah, there's no guarantee that you'll actually make profit. Mm -hmm. And I think every business owner has seen that. So it's not actually the sales, the the driving of the sales and the revenue that makes you the profit, it's the system behind it. Mm. And one of the pillars is absolutely pricing strategy, yeah? So a pricing strategy, so everyone knows, is not a math equation. Okay. <laughs> if you as soon as you pro- said strategy, I was like... <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, system and strategy. So, so I would argue that it's not actually the sales and marketing that makes you the money. The sales and marketing systems will bring um, interested parties in that want you to solve their problems and this, well, that's the marketing, right? Sales will help you um, to speak the language that allows them to see you're worth working with, yeah? Um, but it is the systems around those things that will plop out profit at the end. Mm-hmm. It's not actually you being a razzle-dazzle salesperson. Um, so I think it's it's about having this foundation in systems and structures, which is a lot around, I guess, what's in the book. It's like, build all the systems and the structures, then be your beautiful self and seek to serve and be of value and the rest will just happen. Yeah. Yeah. If you're loving this, you've got to check out uh, Jeannie's brand new book. When's the print coming out? Yeah. So it's all, you can, you can register for early access at the strategicbookkeeper.global. That's it. Yes, that's our placeholder. Okay. <laughs> the strategic bookkeeper.global. Um, the, the, that's a placeholder website. The official book will be out within, I would say the ebooks a week or so away. We'll oh, launch close. that with a podcast. So you're going to get a compliment, uh, a companion podcast. Uh, you can also tune into my current podcast, which is Better in Business with Jeannie, available on all the platforms. Um, and yeah, so you can get the book that way, but the book, and then all the other, so I think the audio book that Simone has uh, kindly, um, facilitated with me is going to be out about mid-March. Um, how, how did you find recording? How was it? Cause I, you were like, I can do this, but after I think on the first day, you're like, oh, it's pretty intense. Yeah. So I'll tell you exactly <laughs> how I found it. So like I, number one, I've kind of prepped myself for this. So I think, 
you know, as as Simone knows, you've got to find that radio voice from your diaphragm and that's easier said than done rather than that pitchy voice that we have with our kids. <laughs> and, um, and so I think there's that. The second thing is imposter syndrome, right? Imposter monster. So yeah. that can be, that's always hard. And that's the voice of shame and vulnerability, right? Like, who do you think you are? Um, is always a little tricky to overcome. Um, and I think also w- with our, with our uh, lazy Australian mouths, you know, trying to get that, um, you know, even warming up with the, the she sells seashells, right? Because it's about that. But I think what I really noticed in the studio is that after about two hours, you start to make more mistakes, don't yeah. you? Like the fatigue starts yeah. to set in. Um, but I do, I, I, lo- I, ha- I have to say I walked away going, I could totes do that for a living. I did. I really enjoyed it. Oh, that's yeah. so good. That's yeah. sick. I do get a lot of people saying that. Oh, I'd love to do this as a living. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's really, yeah. it is really good fun, you know. And I think in particular, bringing your own books to life, it's really important because of the legacy you leave. You've got mm. that written down in, in your own words and then you bring it to life with your voice. If you've written a book and you're thinking about doing it, I highly recommend it. And I hopefully coach you through it all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't shout at you when you're making mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You and didn't I feel like just I love, you know, I remember when um, my um, editor, Marlon, said that, he said, oh, because um, I said, I want to do my own audiobook. And he said, oh, Simone was hoping you would too. She said that would be really on brand for you. And I thought, this chick and I are going to get along. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> you so, know? I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. I'm glad to hear that. Right, one more thing about your book, again, today's session is about trusting your team. You were talking, you talk about in your book, you know, you don't just come out and say, can I trust you? Because that's an awkward thing to say. It is, yeah. And then you brought it right back to the foundation saying, trust your team. Are they punctual? Are they Are they reliable? Yeah, yeah, I read that in a great book That was like a light bulb moment for me. Is that all it takes? Me too, yeah. And do you know, it's become such a strong part of our culture that actually when I was having um, some issues with a team member recently and I put the I pulled my socks up and I put my boss hat on and I went, right, here we go. Um, Which is also in the book. I was, yeah, <laughs> and I was tough but fair, right? And But I really had to hit her between the eyes a couple of times and say, right, you know, here's how it's going to go. And she actually, and this is the culture of what happens when you make trust, yeah, or your standard operating procedures your team, your management, your leadership, when you make the central point trust and promises kept, she actually said to me, because I actually had, I let her go and then she kind of negotiated, she wanted to stay on board and she said, but before we make that decision, I'd like to know if you still trust me. Oh. So she was able to ask me that question and do you know the fact, just that question told me volumes about her and her fit for our organisation because that is is a very vulnerable space to go to. Um, And then when we were a while ago performance managing someone else and um, she said, uh, and a similar thing occurred where um, she just hadn't done time and tasks, right? So it's like, okay, well, you say you're going to do this in this time frame and then you don't do it. There's no, I almost did it. Yeah, there's no, you do it or you don't. Yeah. 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 And when she tried to make excuses, it's kind of like, hang on a sec, can we just cut the crap? So you didn't do what you were asked to do in the time frame you said to do it. You broke your promises. Yeah. Mm. There's no excuse. There's just, I mean, you can tell me. I just didn't do it. Just be honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. 
So when someone takes accountability, you can um, you can deal with it. But yeah, look, trust, it is the one thing that you need to be able to either ask everyone directly or just ask yourself because, you know, as when we have the entrepreneur hat on, we want to take care of everyone that we've taken responsibility for. And what I've seen happened, and to myself as well, is that we let people get away with things that we shouldn't let them get away with, mm. just like we do with our kids, yeah? Mm. And you really have to be zero tolerance with team. But interestingly, what I found when I've researched this is leaders and managers who you would think they are harsh, they are tough, yeah? They, but they have the lowest staff turnover. Yeah, because yeah? it's not actually being, it's not about being mean or leaving your values at the door. It's just about wearing the hat that you have to wear, Yeah, you know. So the things around trust and really leaning into management um, and that kind of thing, I mean, that will double, triple your revenue. We've, in, we've um, continued to decrease our team size and increase our revenue and profit wow. through those things. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Really, and you can really too. Yeah. Or yes, you absolutely can. And yeah. Yeah. I feel like I can upscale, yep. level up after listening to you narrate it to me, <laughs> the strategic bookkeeper. Thank yeah. you, Jeannie. Um, but Jeannie was saying before, she's also got a podcast, Better in Business, which has all this and more valuable information. Um, yep. So, how can people contact you? Let's tell Yeah. Them again. So, probably through um, hello at the strategic bookkeeper.global. Go for it that way. Um, and as Simone was saying, even though, look, I absolutely have created this for bookkeepers to create a thriving practice as a strategic bookkeeper, the assets that I create in the program are bespoke to them. However, the book absolutely is more of a, a marketing and business management system for all service-based businesses. And you can um, you can absolutely get in touch with us about, you know, the various things that will help you, um, but the book will help you heaps. And then, oh, no, definitely Better in Business with Jeannie podcast. That one's great. Uh, I interview people. I also do podcast episodes all by myself where I am going to educate you around your numbers, which, you know, there is there is no successful business owner who doesn't know their numbers. So if you don't know your numbers, you need to know your numbers. All right. So please, um, if, if you're thinking to yourself, oh, I so know that, right, but I haven't done it, jump onto the Better in Business podcast. Episode one will get you started. And I've got a free book through, through there. Have a look at betterinbusiness.global. You can grab my Seven Deadly Cash Flow Sins mini ebook. Uh, we've got a podcast episode on that one. And uh, that one is great for entrepreneurs to find ways to immediately pull more cash as well as profit out of their business. Awesome. Yeah. It's you fun. are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's so lovely having you on my oh, podcast today. Thank Thanks you. so much. And uh, hopefully we can catch up again soon and yeah. I better get to work on your edit. Thank you, Simone. <laughs> Thank you, Jeannie. Thank you. Thanks for joining the Simone Filer podcast. What's your story? Contact someone for a chat at brisbaneaudiobookproduction.com. <laughs> <laughs>